morning she'll be ministering. And then tonight at 6 o'clock, we're going to come back together. We just figured, man, while we have a woman as gifted as she is, she's not getting away very quickly. All right? We're going to use her as much as we can. Let her minister. And so uh, what we'll be doing, I'll let you know, uh, toward the end of the service, we're going to be receiving a love offering like we usually do for our guests. So during the service, be praying what the Lord would have you to give. All right? If you uh, maybe came and you... Uh, uh, we're not uh, ready to give or expected. Come back tonight and give then. All right? And so, uh, but it's a blessing. It's a blessing to have this young lady with us. And, uh, she's a, she's a part of the, uh, the Bill Bennett's church in South Africa, Cape Town, that Bill is a part of our apostolic board of our church and hope to have Bill in in a, in a couple of months. An amazing Bill and Connie in, but, she travels out, travels quite a bit out of Cape Town, all over the world. And I'll tell you, there's a boldness upon this young lady. She is an evangelist. I'll tell you, she preaches to anything that moves, she will preach to it and lead it to the Lord. That doesn't really matter. So uh, I want us to stand up. I want us to honor this woman of God this morning. Nandy, come on, baby. Hello. Can you guys hear me? Ah, oh, hallelujah. What a bunch of beautiful faces. <laughs> I wouldn't embarrass anyone again today. <laughs> uh, that's a personal joke between me and the girls. <clears throat> it's an honor to be here. And uh, oh, I cry a lot. I laugh a lot. Just relax, sit back, and um, expect the unexpected. Just like you don't know what's going to happen, I don't quite know what's going to happen either. But all I know is it's going to be good, because God is good. He's in a good mood all the time, and He loves busting out on His people. That's His business. That's what He paid for. Amen? Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to start off. I just want to open in prayer. I just, oh, the presence of the Lord is... You know, as um, Pastor Doug was speaking, I was just so overwhelmed by the grace that God was able to use us. That he had so many better options. But he decided to call us friend. Lord, we are just blown away by your love, by your grace, by your mercy, Lord. And and now, as I was sitting, God said, um, look at your necklace. And I was like, it's actually new. I hope you like it. And uh, I was like, he said, you know, they overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And that's why I had you wear this dress today. And by the word of their testimony. Do you know that every testimony has a test? And you think that little girl, sand, as it was heading towards the shell, knew what it was in for? He's like, oh God, I'm a little grain of sand. What can you do with me? For God who said, let there be light in the darkness has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure that makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. 
So Father, I just stand here as a servant, as a friend, as your lover, as a priest, a king, and a queen. Lord, and I say, possess us today with your spirit. It's all about you, Jesus. I thank you that you get all the glory, all the honor, all the power is yours. And I pray today, Lord, let revival fire ignite your church, Lord, that not one single person will leave here in the state of a grain of sand. But the pearl of great price, the value of what you've poured into us by giving us your son, Jesus, will be revealed. So spirit of wisdom and revelation, come and get us, Lord. Set us free from old mindsets, Father God. And let us know what you said. You are the one that said you are God's. Oopsie, did we just say that? Lord, you are the one that said ye are God's. Lord, who are we to argue with you? And just to know, what an honor to be in the Father's house and walk straight into the inheritance. I love using Cinderella as a, as a um, kind of metaphor. Like, she was this chimney-sweeping girl. She put a ring on it, and the next thing she like, queen. And that's what we get to do when we say yes to Jesus. We will get to walk right into an inheritance. Amen? That we had no business in in the first place, but God had it in his mind to make our business when we believe. Amen? I love what the word says. He says, the only job I have for you is to believe. Do we have any believers in the house? Amen. Amen. Yay, so my name is Lindy Ann Hopley. I am from Cape Town, South Africa. It's been voted the most beautiful city in the world and now has just made the most beautiful country in the world. So, yes, that's where I'm from. And uh, I love it there. Uh, I love Pastor Bill and Connie. Um, it's so great. I did two years at Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, and when I got back home, I was really looking for a house that was kind of going after revival. It was in 2011, I was on my face in, at the Chicago Awakening Conference. Some of you have the CD. I was there. So <laughs> I, I was there, and, and the next thing, the presence of God just came on me, and I was weeping for two hours on the floor. And you know, sometimes you're weeping, but you don't know why, and you're like, what's going on, God? What's going on? And I'm lying there, and suddenly... The Lord said to me, do you see who I've had you stay with? Do you see all the things that I've done on this trip? This is uh, 2011. And God, I mean, shared a little bit about it on Friday. Some of you, some will testimony me on Saturday. Um, but I was like, God, I can see the ingredients. It looked crazy. But I've got no idea what you're baking. And I'm weeping and I'm weeping. And the next thing God just said, Lindy Ann, I've called you to revival. Do you say yes? And I was like, of course I say yes. And here I am pursuing that one thing that when he said, I've come to give you life and life and abundance, he wanted to revive the earth into the full glory and the splendor so that the whole earth, which is already filled with the glory of God, that it will be revealed through the saints. Amen. The knowledge of it. And that's my heart is really to, to reveal what Jesus is up to, what he's doing through this little pearl. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. It's not so, so small either because it's Christ in of glory and he's quite an extensive man. And uh, so anyway, I walked into Bill and Connie's church and I, I saw them and I was just like, Lord, I want spiritual mom and dad like that. I would love to go for lunch with this couple. But I was leaving for Bethel second year two days later and I was like, ah, you know. And so I, I started leaving and Connie comes up to me. She's like, hey, this might sound so strange, but I felt God tell me to invite you with us to lunch. Ah, oh, it was love at first sight. 
And I'm still there, and he was actually the one that connected me with you guys, and that's just super exciting. Um, so I'm at the end of my two and a half month glory tour. So if you didn't know it, you're part of a glory tour, okay? And that's the goal is to have the glory of God come into the house today, amen? Listen here. I might be young, but don't be fooled, okay? Christ in me is going to rock your socks off today, so I hope you're ready to explode, because nothing is impossible for God, and if He can use me, I promise you that He can use you. You're never too young, you're never too old, um, and it's exciting, because He's such a passionate lover, He doesn't hold anything back. So when we say, I do, here I am, Lord, send me, God gets crazy. God will get crazy through you if you allow Him, Amen. So I want to share some fun stories with you guys, um, just to give you an update. So I flew into San Francisco, and from there went to Bethel, visited some of my old graduate friends, did some conferences. Uh, I preached in Vallejo, then went down to Los Angeles. From Los Angeles, went to Gallup, New Mexico. That's where Bill and Connie is now. Uh, got to speak to a whole bunch of the native people. It was just incredible what God did there. I'm going to share some fun stories. Uh, then I went to Dallas, Texas. I saw a rodeo. I thought, oh, now I'm a real American. <laughs> I was like, oh, the little calf. Oh, oh, oh Jesus. And <laughs> then I got to go to Florida. I went to Orlando, Tallahassee, Boca Raton. Then just visited the tent meetings at Moravian Falls. Went to Banner Elk uh, for July 4th. Man, that was local and lacquer. That was so typical American. I, I just wanted to wave a flag or something. <laughs> and then I preached in Charlotte Tuesday and Wednesday. And um, midway, I met these two lovely people. I'm so grateful for being here. Um, I said, well, they're like, we're really like mom and dad people. But I was like, well, I'm your self-adopted daughter. Thank you very much. <laughs> but they, they said, we'll have you. So there's, um, there's agreement. So I want to share a fun story of what happened the week before I left for America. So have anyone, has anyone read that book, Keep Your Love On? Okay, so then you'll probably be familiar with Keep Your Love Off, okay? Um, that's a book I sometimes find myself in. I don't know if anyone's written it yet. Um, but does anyone know what I'm talking about? Like when you're like, wow, I'm such a wonderful Christian today, not? And <laughs> I, I kid you not, I was like... Just like the, the, I, we can just call it the month of disappointment. Okay, I won't go into the details, but I was pretty much angry. And angry with God especially, you know. So I was just not in a great place. I was not in the mood to really um, speak to people about Jesus. We're not talking about a long time. Don't worry, I'm legit, okay? But I'm just talking about like just that last week before I came, I was just like, Lord, we need to talk. But for a week, I didn't talk to him. So I was like in this bad place, right? And I was making sure I was keeping my love off. It was all about me, myself, and I. And um, so anyway, so I'm showing a friend of mine, Cape Town. He came from, down from Germany. And we're driving along the road. Now, I don't know if anyone have, you've been in South Africa, Cape Town. But we're pretty much heading along this most gorgeous coast. And it's quite a ways around. So I decided that I would do this whole loop so we can go to one of these fancy, fancy hotels that look right out on the beach, and right at the top, they have this fancy, like, it's called the Leopard Lounge, okay? And I was like, I was like, this is like, nice. And I'm going to take my friend there, and that's the focus of the evening. But on the way, there are three girls hitchhiking, and I'm like, nah, I'm not going to think that. 
And the Lord's like, pick him up. I'm like, God, I just want to go to Leopard Lounge. Anyway, okay, fine. I'm like, and you know, the goal is so forward. It's like a um, 16-year-old, 18-year-old, and a 30-year-old. This 18-year-old girl, she's like this this round little confident girl. And she says, she knocks on my window. She's like, "Um, excuse me, madam. She speaks Afrikaans, but I'll speak English since you guys, I don't know how your gift of interpretation is yet. And I said, and she's like, excuse me, madam, which way are you going? And I was like, that way? Us too, madam, we need a lift, give us a ride. You know? And I'm like, okay, fine, get in. So these three girls jump in the back, and I kid you not, because it's literally, it's like, it's more than a half hour drive where they need to go. And the place I want to go is kind of like 10, 15 minutes this way. So I have to go quite a long extra way and then come back if we still want to do that. So we stop in front of the hotel. I'm like, let me just pray again. I'm like, Lord, is it okay if I drop them off here and they can get another ride home? Maybe they can, but it's getting dark already. So you know, when you're like, take a chance, take a chance. And I'm like, and the Lord's like, as I'm praying and I'm praying out loud, I'm like, okay, fine, Lord. I start the car again and off we go to their house. So this girl starts telling how she, they have no money, their parents actually died in a fire in East, the Eastern Cape, and they all came down. But if they wanted to get adopted, they would want to split them. They're actually three sisters. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they don't have money to pay their rent because their sister has been sick, and she's also deaf and mute. I'm like, now my ears are like, woo. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Jesus, this is a setup. You know when you're like Jehovah sneaky? He got you. And I'm just like, oh, Lord, you know, I'm like, oh, and um, so we're driving, driving, driving. We get to where we need to drop them off. And now I'm like trying to phone their host to find out if their story is legit or if they're just trying to make money out of me. But they seem pretty sincere and everything. So I decided to get them food and bless. And I'm like, okay, let's pray for you. <laughs> let's pray for your sister. Now you've got to know, they told me she was born deaf and mute. Now, I actually don't think that she was mute, but she never spoke because she was deaf. And um, I turn around, I'm in my car, okay? i like, it's dodgy, so I don't even get out of the car. I turn around and I'm like, deaf ears, I command you to be open now in Jesus' name. And I do this. I do this. And she goes, the 30, she's 30 years old, the deaf girl, she goes like this. And I'm like, oh, something's happening. And I'm like, turn around again. I'm like, be healed in Jesus' name. Now my faith is going up. You know, I become like this tele-evangelist or something. I'm like, be healed in Jesus' name. And she's like, she sits like this and she goes, she looks to her sisters and she goes, Lausanne, Marsha? And the two of them burst out in tears. They have never heard their sister's voice before. Hallelujah. Totally healed. If he can use a donkey, he can use any of us. Eeyore, huh? <laughs> Some people were telling me about an Eeyore spirit, but that's a topic for nothing. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway, so then now on the same trip, right? Now, uh, now if you know where Camps Bay, it's, it's like the most gorgeous beach, like in Cape Town. And it's one of those pristine with the palm trees. I mean, you're just like... Heaven, I'm in heaven, you know, pina colada. And I'm like, I always see this, like, um, like the pirate boat that they've a fake kind of fun, 
dress up and you see these pirates dress up and it's like a tourist thing. You go for sundowners on the boat. And I've seen this thing and I've been like, the moment a tourist comes, because I have some people visit quite a bit, is it the moment there's a tourist, I'm going on the pirate boat. So I ask, um, I have this intern, Sharon, I'm like, Sharon, investigate the pirate boat for me. So she gets back to me. She's like, it's called the Jolly Roger. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I want to book it with my friend. I phoned them on Tuesday afternoon. I said, listen, yeah, I've got this tourist in town. We want to come on, the, they, on this cruise tonight. They said, that's fine. Two people, book it. Blah, blah, blah. Five o'clock, we get there. They're like, oh, no, sorry. Um, the Jolly Roger is under construction. I'm like, hello, hello. I didn't phone a week ago. I phoned this afternoon. They're like, oh, but it's under construction every Tuesday. Well, that makes it even worse, right? I mean, they knew it, but that was their way of, I mean, they like their own little evangelism tool, you know, they get you there and then you can't back out. But now I'm like, quite, so I'm like, you know, I have an international person here. We can't come back. I wanted to be on the Jolly Roger, okay? I wanted a pirate swinging and everything. And she's like, um, well, we have this other boat going out. It's a catamaran. 40 footer, you can have it for free, drinks included, everything. I'm like, okay, fine, we'll take it. <laughs> you know, you're like, uh, I guess it'll do. And, and so we get on this catamaran. Now, I don't know, do you all know what a cat is? It's got the two holes, it has that sa- sail thing in the middle, the net that you can step on, and it has the inside. As we get, get towards this boat, now my friend is also an evangelist, the boat has now been taken over by a mass group of Muslims. They have come, which is not normal in Cape Town, but they've obviously come as a group. They've booked this whole book, boat out, except for me and him, and the six or whatever Air France crew that's sitting in the front. The rest of the people are got their outfits on the whole team. As we're getting on the boat, I kid you not, they have the carpet is out, they're saying their prayers. My friend and I are like, we have been set up. This is a setup. <laughs> Me, myself, and I is just going to have to fly out of the window. So much for a relaxing crew. Jehovah Sneaky hits once again. And uh, so we're sitting in the front. Behind, the, with the, on the front is just us and the um, in front. So they're all like, behind us, you know. <laughs> And uh, we're kind of talking to them, where are you guys from? No, we see the Afghan team with the crew and we've got our off time now, you know, and we're like, oh, awesome, you know. They're all from Paris. And uh, so we're just sitting on this boat, you know, and now the boat's like, and I start singing. I love like old school jazz. So I start singing like, the way you wear your hat, the way you sip your tea. The memory of all that. No, no, they can't take that away from me. And now this Air France crew is like, Ooh, can you sing a song for us? Can you, can you sing this song for us? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, sure. So the next thing you know, I turn around. I'm, you know, I'm a bit extravagant. And I turn around. I'm like on the boat like this. I'm like, a kiss on the hand may be quite continental, but diamonds are a girl's best friend. Now they have all, ha- now they have, this guy, when I talk, um, uh, they all have like their cameras out, their phones out. This one guy has one of these like, looks like a telescope camera. He's like, oh, 
on, hold on, you know, he's filming me. And as I turn, you know, they're all like, oh, bravo, bravo, fantastic. We even have some of our friends on the inside that's now also looking out to see what is the commotion on the deck. I mean, the cruise is exciting, but, you know, it's the sunset. It takes a while. So I'm, I'm, I'm the only entertainment on the boat now. I've officially, uh, you know. And, and so I'm sitting there, and as I turn around, I get this funny feeling in my belly. And I'm like, it's Jesus. Oh, Jesus is back. <laughs> and God says to me, I've given you the favor of this boat. What are you going to do with it? Well, let me think, God. <laughs> so I'm like, now I get like nervous. I'm like getting all like, do you know that feeling? You just, you got to be like an AK-47 on the devil. Because if he knows you're going to rip it out, if you have the guns there too long, he's going to take you out. And when you just got to be like, boom. <laughs> And that's literally what I did. I was, I was like, and then I jumped up on the boat. Okay, now I'm just acting like my own pirate here. I'm like standing like this. The boat's like this. I'm like, okay, Jesus, just keep me. And uh, I'm like, do you guys hear another song? And they're like, yes, we oui, oui, you know. And everyone has their, but now they're like, hold on, hold on, because they want to get a professional shot, you know, so this guy has his camera out, some of our Muslim friends on the inside are looking out, they've got their cameras, they've got video, you know, you name it, these are tourists, okay, these are people from Cape Town, and um, it was so funny, because we'd already told them, I'm on YouTube, they couldn't see more, but they don't realize I'm there preaching the gospel, not singing, <laughs> so they're all taking my name, and they're like, oh, do you do this for a living, etc., you know, so anyway, so I jump up, and they're like, yes, okay, we're ready for you. All the cameras are on me. And I go, this is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. Come on, church. <laughs> that you would bear my cross. You would lay down your life. Then I might be set free. for all that you've done for me and they're like Woo! I'm like yes I'm not just a singer but I love Jesus I travel all over the world talking about him I've seen lame legs kick deaf ears here I've seen cripple come out of witches God is real he wants your life and he loves you and he says if you believe he will he will be reborn into his family we love you if any of you need prayer healing in your body we're sitting in the front, cheers, and I turn around. <laughs> and as I sit down, this man comes and he falls on his knees right next to me. He said, please, can you pray for me? Buddhist. Then he said, please, can you pray for my girlfriend? Got to lead them to Jesus. The Air France team, we lead them to Jesus. My friend gets up, goes to use the porta potty or whatever they have inside there. And he's preaching the gospel to the whole inside. Hallelujah. Who is this king of glory? And what will he do if we let him out? God's like on the inside. He's like, knock, 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 knock. Let me out. He's so desperate. He's in such a good mood. Was it with you guys that I shared how I went for a jog? And God was just healing everyone, right? How he's so desperate, literally lining sick people up for me to find. 
I mean, this is no treasure hunt. The treasure is like, boom, it's more like a lighthouse. Every corner there's someone to heal and God was healing all of them because that's the heart of the Father. Amen? Now listen, I never used to believe any of this, by the way. I thought it was a bunch of nonsense. Um, and I thought that these people were just making money and uh, I'm sure God heals, but I never see him doing it today, you know. I just want to read something fun. This is one of my favorite scriptures. This is from Isaiah 53. I'm just going to skip around through it. It's quite a long one. He was despised and rejected. A man of sorrows acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses that he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God. And there's some of you here, you think your troubles are a punishment from God. But that's not what Jesus came to do. A punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. When Jesus said, remember to take communion as often as you can. Why? Because he wanted us to remember what he did. Break bread. Who is the bread of life? It's Jesus. He was broken and crushed so that we could be made whole. So we did not have to be broken and crushed. His blood was spilt so that our blood did not have to be spilt. Nothing can steal the joy of your salvation. I shared the story on Friday, but when my, at, at my dad's first funeral, I lost him in November. Um, sorry, this is like a bomb shock for some of you who didn't hear the whole story, but my dad was murdered in his home on um, November 2nd or 3rd. And I was at his funeral. I got to lead him to Jesus a year before. I had such a big smile on my face. I was singing, good, good father. I did an altar call. I had one man's leg grew out right at the funeral because I shared the testimony of how my dad saw deaf ears open in front of him, etc., etc. And this man came up. He said, I want to go on one of these road trips with you too. I said, have you ever seen a miracle? He said, no, I haven't. I said, well, anything wrong with you? Back pain. We sat him down in a chair, the one leg long and there, the other grows out right there, saw his own miracle happen in front of his own eyes. Hallelujah. Who said that the funerals are for dead people? Not me. Because nothing, nothing, nothing can steal the joy of my salvation and the salvation of loved ones in my life. That's why I'm passionate about seeing people come to Jesus. Because this is but a glimpse. This is but a glimpse of what eternity. It's nothing compared to eternity. Don't get bogged down by the lion and the bear. Don't get bogged down by the lion and the bear. Because when Goliath comes, you will pick up his very sword and kill more giants with it. Hallelujah. I will raise the dead. Many of them. You'll be reading about it. He was beaten so we could be made whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep is silent before the shears, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away, but he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. Verse 10. But it was the Lord's good pleasure was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. 
And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? That he said because of what Jesus has done, God is wearing rose-colored lenses. Sometimes like, God, are you struggling with deception? Because <laughs> what you see and what I see when we that different things, right? But it's this, the blood-stained eyes. His lenses were colored by the blood of Jesus. And when he sees you, he doesn't see what you did yesterday, this morning, or what you're going to do tomorrow. I love what Seth said. He said, you know, he, for, he remembers not our sins. He remembers the finished work. He remembers what Jesus paid for, that it is finished. Did you ever see Jesus going up to people and he said, now, ma'am, you did not um, quite obey the Ten Commandments, so we won't be healing you today, okay? You still have a few things to learn. Anyway, and, uh, and then you, sir, I know where you've been. I know what you did last summer. So, now you young man, you still have a lot of things to learn, so we're just going to delay your healing because this is not the father's time. Thorn in the flesh. Holy cow. Jesus never, ever, ever delayed or withheld healing. Why would God say, pray, let heaven come? If he didn't want heaven to come. Do you know there's no sickness in heaven? There's no depression. There's no cancer. There's no monthly cramp. There's no diabetes. There's no tennis elbow. There's no arthritis. There's no deaf ears and blind eyes. And he was the one that said, pray. Let my kingdom come and let my will be done on earth, as it's where? You might as well spend some time in heaven, in the secret place. Because if you don't know what it's like there, how are you going to know how to bring it? Listen, and I just want to tell you, I don't know if you know this, but you've been called to bring it. Some people say, how do I know what my calling is? Well, Jesus said, you'll do everything that I did and greater things. So let's just start there. And the greater things, he never put a cap on it. So the reality is, there's always more. There's always more and we'll never know where the more ends because Jesus never said, Jehovah sneaky. He just left it open and he said, that song, I can show you the world, shining, shimmering splendor. Tell me, princess, now when did you last let your heart decide? I can open your eyes, take you wonder by wonder. Will we let God open the eyes of our heart today? Nothing is impossible for our God. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So I want to share, if, are you guys, you guys love stories? I'm like story time girl, okay? So don't expect a good teaching. You put your notepad down, okay? I'm just, just not that kind of, I don't, that's not how we're all. So I'm in South Africa and this, I was very passionate yesterday, so I lost a little bit of my voice. Just extend your hand. Thank you, Lord. Anyway, so I, I love it, husky. So I, I'm in South Africa, and my, I, I literally was just preaching in a township to like 80 girls, um, just like really poor people that had their like best little ball gowns on. It was just amazing, these young girls. 
But the coolest thing was afterwards, when I went to my best friend's house where she was staying with his family, and they have a girl, uh, Anna, their daughter, and she had just been chosen for Western province, so it's like provincial level South Africa. This is like dream come true, you know, like she's so excited. And I walk in, and she's in her pajamas with a walking stick, a kiri, it's like a wooden stick, right? And I'm like, Anna, what happened to you? And you can see she's just like, now joy. Joy's, joy's left the building. And she's like, because it's the week before she's meant to go on tour, the dream of her life. And she said, I tore my muscle. Um, what's this, a quad? Uh, quad, right? She said, um, I tore my muscle in my quad this week during a friendly game. She's just, she's just sad. And I'm like, well, we should just pray for you. Her mom's in the kitchen like, ah! Because she's like always like, you're Catherine Kuhlman's twin, you know? So, so she's like, we, wanted to, we just wanted to overwhelm you. I'm like, this is what I do. Please ask me to pray. So she comes over. I don't even get up, okay? I'm like, I told you guys, I was like the worst non-Christian I knew, and then I became the worst Christian. So I'm sitting there on the couch. I'm like, Anna, let me pray for you. She's like hobbling over with her stick. And I'm like... I put my hand on it and I'm like, I just command all these muscles, come together now, come, come. She has like a grade two tear or just almost. So it's pretty much like six months out of the game. I mean, it's like, it's bad. And I'm like, all of them, okay, okay, be healed. Okay. And I feel a heat underneath my hand. And I was about to ask her, can you check to see if anything's different? She bent, she's like, thanks. Turns back to get the crutch, but her foot couldn't bend more than this, her leg. So she's like this, and as she gets the crutch, the leg flips up like this. She's a biokineticist, so she knows everything about muscles. She knows how the body works and does not work. And as she flips it back again, she falls on her knees and she starts to weep with her arms up, and she said, God, I will never deny you again. Because she had thought that it was her king, her lover, that had stolen her dream. Don't ever confuse the king with the enemy. He's come to give life and life in abundance. That's what he paid for, not us, by the way. And she just wept and wept and wept. And the next day she went for scans again. I think she had been for a scan the day before or two days before. The muscles had just grown back together supernaturally. And that next week, she was playing on that hockey tour, scoring most of the goals. Hallelujah! That's our king! That's our king! Come on! And God's doing it. God's doing it. He's not doing it just in Africa. I go to Europe. People say, isn't Germany hard? I say, no, not when Jesus comes. Listen here. The God has said that the harvest is ready. It's our eyes that need adjustment, right? They are ready. We need to, we've got the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead is living inside of us. But that person's really dead. Well, you really have resurrection power. Come on, bring it. Hallelujah. And so I was, I was in, um, I want to share some fun testimonies from my trip here. I was, um, uh, uh, New, New Mexico in Gallup, right? And I share this testimony about metal dissolving. Because I was in South Africa at one of the iris bases. And there was an um, American guy there, and we, I started activating them and teaching them about healing and getting them to pray for one another and all this stuff. And suddenly this leader says, wait, can you pray for me? I have a sore back. I'm like, yes, come sit here. Let's check your legs, you know. 
And so his one leg's like way longer than the other one. I pray for it. He's like, I felt it cracking in my back. I'm like, yes, Jesus. He, so suddenly his face shoots up and he's like, hold, hold up, hold up. Look at this. And he shows me a scar from here to here. He says, I had an accident. I have a plate, a metal plate and six screws. Feel this. So he grabs my hand. You can literally feel the screws underneath the skin. I mean, I, I thought, okay, I'll feel two. I don't need to feel the rest because I've got to maintain myself. And I felt two and I was like, everyone extend your hands. Praise the Lord, you know. I mean, if, if I had to rely on my own faith, man, this thing would never work. Faith is believing in the one that has said he is faithful. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I can't always call myself faithful. I can't always call myself, I've got days, but I've got some other days, you know? So anyway, so I'm there, I'm like, woo, okay, Jesus, be healed. He said, Lord, you said you've made all things new. Just make all things new, Papa God, in Jesus' name, be healed. Okay, let's see what happened. Okay, praise the Lord. And then we grab his arm. I start doing this. I don't feel anything, but I'm a little bit, honestly, I was too scared to really check. I said, check it out. You check it out. Now by his face, I don't know if you know what poker face is, but he's literally like this. And I'm like, either he's in faith feeling and trying to massage it away, or I don't know. But he's literally feeling it like this. And I'm like, and suddenly he says, firstly, I don't feel the metal screws, but I don't feel the plate either. There is brand new bow. Hallelujah! So I share this testimony in, uh, in Gallup. And I said, if you have metal in your body, stand up. So we had these two ladies stand up. I think there might have been more people, but anyway, two that I remember. The one's name is Faith. She's a young girl. And I just said, Lord, I just pray that you do it again. And I'm sure you guys will know that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, right? And so it prophesizes that God's gonna do it again. I'm sure some of you came in here kind of like, Ah, church, now you're sitting on the edge of your seat and you're like, I might just get healed. This might just be my day. Oh, faith is rising. Hallelujah, church. So that's what happens when we release the testimony of Jesus. That's why I love, you know, when John the Baptist, when he asked about Jesus, he said, listen, I can just imagine John the Baptist, if he had an attitude, he'd be like, is this a Messiah? Is this the one we're waiting for? Is there someone else to come? You know, (laughs) and they go to Jesus to ask him if he's the Messiah. And Jesus didn't say, listen here, here's my, um, here's my script, here's my credential, my CV, just take it back. No, he said, to, he said, tell them what you've seen and heard. Tell them what you've seen and heard. I can tell you now, it's not by eloquent words or speech that people are going to be saved. It's by witnessing and hearing what God has done. Everyone's looking for the real deal. Show me the money or get out of here. Amen? And you have the real deal inside of you. And if we would let him out and be bold and just say, hi, this is me on the street. Hi there, uh, love your shirt. <laughs> if it's girls, I'm like, I love your necklace. I'm just like, hey, I see you have a crutch or whatever. What happened to you? And they're like, oh, I was in this basketball game, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, I see so many miracles happening. So I don't even ask them if I can pray. I just kind of like, and I go, I just like, I've seen so many miracles happen. I know God wants to heal you. So I just speak, don't close your eyes. 
it becomes awkward on the street, okay? Just keep it open. And I just said, but I just really don't even have to touch them unless I see they like touch people. You know, I'm like, hey, I just release healing right now over this leg. I said, be healed in Jesus' name. Why don't you quickly check it out, see if there's anything different? By the time they get healed, they don't complain because they never wanted prayer because they're already healed. Hallelujah. And I said, do you know who did this? This is Jesus. He loves you. Do you know Jesus? Um, kind of heard of him. I'm like, man, God said he sent his only son to die in your place so that whoever believes in him not have to perish but can have eternal life. He'll be reborn into his family. Would you like that? Oh, uh, yes. I say, just pray after me. I say, Lord, thank you that I can just call in the name of Jesus and be saved. Whatever, right? It's so easy. It's so easy because the harvest is ready and miracles are easy. You know why? Because you don't have to do them. Praise the Lord. (laughs) We just get to be like releasing it, right? So um, in Gallup, I have these people stand up. I share this testimony about metal. I say, I speak healing right now, Lord. I say, make all things new. Testimony of Jesus, spirit of prophecy. Boom, 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 be healed. I say, start checking your body, see if there's anything different. As I'm sharing this testimony, if you have metal in your body, I want you to stand. And I have these people stand, I pray for them, and this girl comes up crying. Faith, the young girl. She was born with her feet totally conked in, and she'd had an operation, and literally to try and straighten out the feet, and the you could literally see the metal around the feet. It was sticking out on the inside. She's standing on the stage. She's got her shoes off and she's like, the metal is gone, the metal is gone. It was always like this, now it's straight. That was just a few weeks ago. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This other lady comes up. Her whole femur was completely crashed in, like shattered in an um, accident, right? It crashed, it shattered in a crash. And it's completely, she's a native lady. She comes up, she's like, I had a whole metal rod put into my leg. She said, and I used to be able to feel it when I pinched my side over here. She comes up, she's like, I cannot find my pole. (laughs) Completely healed, hallelujah. So I want everyone who's around these people, let's just stretch out our hands to them. Father God, we thank you for the spirit of prophecy. Right now, we speak to all metal, and in Jesus' name, Lord, we say make all things new. Make all things new. I speak new cartilage, new bones. Lord, make all things new. We release them from all trauma of their accidents, whatever caused it. And we say be healed, brothers and sisters, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, those people who are standing, don't sit down. I want you to start checking out your body. See if you can notice anything different. See if you can find your metal or lack thereof. Who would actually be able to tell if they get healed? You'd be able to tell? You'd be able to tell? You got stuff sticking out? Is it still the same? Okay, Papa God. Let's stretch out our hands to this one. Lord! Metal, where is it? That's your cord. (laughs) Okay, put your hand there. Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we speak to this metal and we command all things new. All things new. All things new. All things new. 
this metal to dissolve brand new bone, brand new everything, Lord. Release your glory. <laughs> okay. Choose your hand. Test it out. Is it right there? Okay, there we go. Lord, right now we say more, 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 more. We speak brand new. Make, make, it, make it wobbly, wobbly, uh, whatever, Lord. Make it malleable, Father God. Take it all away, Lord. Make all things new. Um, for all the people standing, Father God, we speak brand new, brand new, brand new. Okay, check, feel if there's any less happening there. What's happening? You still feel the same? What's happening with you? Screws? Okay. Jesus, Lord, let's stretch out our hands to her. Father God, right now, Lord, we just declare all things new. All things new. This metal and screws, you're fired. Your job is over. We pray brand new, brand new, and all trauma from this accident to go now in Jesus' name. Okay, boom, boom, boom. Watch your face. Don't close your eyes. Be praying now. You can only feel one, and there used to be two. Breakthrough! Let me just tell you something for those of you who weren't here on Friday night, because this is a fun story. But I don't get despondent when people don't get healed, because they always get healed. I see people, people always are getting healed. <laughs> people are always getting healed. story. Come. <laughs> Come up here, sister. Remind me of your name again. Kelsey. <laughs> what happened to your foot? Uh, I was born with bunions and wore crappy cleats. So I got uh, foot surgery in 2010. They cut through the bone entirely, put in a graft, and then a uh, wishbone-shaped plate and four screws. But I can only feel two because there's like one on the top and one on the bottom. And now? I feel bone. There's no <laughs> screw in there. The greatest gift of all, the Holy Spirit, is living inside of you. You got it all. You got it all this morning, okay? That is Jesus. That's, isn't that good? Isn't that good? Man, you need to take some x-rays and bring it to the skeptics that are here, okay? Listen, let me say I was skeptic 101. I wanted to see it in front of my very eyes. I thought that the people that came in were actors. You know, I was like... How much they're paying that lady to get out of the wheelchair? That was 
was me. That was me until I saw someone get out of a wheelchair right in front of me. And I knew God was real. Tonight I'm going to be praying for the sick. I'm going to be praying for impartation. Because that's what happened to me. I was, I was in a meeting. I didn't even get prayed for, by the way. They just released it in the room. And when I went home, I was completely possessed by the Holy Spirit. And miracles just started one. Let me tell you this fun story. Um, we were just in uh, Charlotte on Tuesday and Wednesday. And so the first night, it kind of ends up being like quite a deep night. The second night, we do mir- it's miracle time, right? God is just like busting out. And <laughs> this old uh, veteran uh, Vietnam old man, right? He, he's got like his hat and little things and his little medallions he's wearing and whatever. He's just like the sweetest guy. And he gets up and he's like, I can't hear in this ear. He's deaf. He wears a hearing aid. I'm like, but like how deaf are you? He's like, uh, pretty much all the way. And he said, I can't smell and I can't taste at all. So we pray for him. I've got my perfume out. Now I'm like under his nose. Can you smell this? Later I'm like, can you smell this? You know, no breakthrough in that area. I was like, okay, Jesus. I'm like, hey, let's see if your taste got healed. Has someone got a mint or a sweet or something, you know? This kid, they go fetch a mint in the hall like you guys have your sweets too, right? So that everyone's breath smells great when they're here. And uh, yeah, we don't want people slain for the wrong reason, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> anyway, it's our point fingers. And so I, we get him this mint. He pops it in his mouth. This old man, he's like, that's a strong mint. <laughs> totally healed. And as he takes out his hearing aid, his hearing is completely healed. Yes, Lord. That's our king. That's our king. Hallelujah. Okay, if you are here, let me just see what Jesus wants to do. Because I know this is kind of a shorter service. Boo. You're just going to have to come back tonight. Oh, I'm eating my own hair. Anyway, lunchtime. Lord, oh, mm. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I don't know if it's ice hockey or just normal hockey, but I felt that there was someone here who had an injury from, I think, hockey, um, maybe ankle, knee, maybe both. Anyone have any ice hockey injuries or hockey injuries? Who? You do? Your grandson? Rugby. Okay. Any rugby injuries? <laughs> you got a rugby injury? Oh my words. Praise the Lord. What's wrong? Your jaw? Okay, come up to the front. You need like the full Monty. Okay, Jesus. Lord, you say that all who are we come to the fountain. Thank you, Jesus. So we just be complete healing right now over this body. I release this body from all trauma, from accidents, Lord, from sports injuries, etc. Lord, we just be complete healing right now. Ha, ha, ha. 
ha, ha. I want you guys to do something with me. We're just going to act like the Father. Is that okay? Because God says in the book of Psalms that God sits, He sits in the heavens and laughs at the plans of the enemy. Okay, so can we come into agreement that, that this is the plan of the enemy for her, her life, okay? No good parent gives their child a little bit of poison or kick them in the back to, to try and teach them a lesson. That, that's, a, that's a dumb dad, okay? And, and our God is not dumb, okay? He's not dead either. Our God is not dead. And we're just gonna, we're just gonna relax, take it easy. You know what's fun? I looked at these children this morning. I mean, they're not even singing. Some of them are like, I was like, this is like the worst little worship crew ever. <laughs> but God didn't say come like an adult. He never said come like a theologian or a Bethel School of Supernaturally, Natural Ministry graduate. He said come like a child. Okay, so I know sometimes in these, in these meetings we're like, is my faith going to make it today? I'm going to get healed today. Just listen. Just relax, take it easy, okay? It's, 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 it's in the hands of the Father. His will is to heal every single person. Okay, so all rejection, and I'm always looked over and left out, etc. I'm disappointed and angry with God. Let's just let it go, okay? And that's just not his plan. The enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. He's come to give life and life in abundance. There you go. That's how discernment works. And, um... <laughs> So we're going to do what our dad did, and we're just going to stretch out our hands to her, and we're just going to have a good laugh at the plans of the enemy over her, okay? One, two, three. Ha! Ha, 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 ha. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, Okay. Now, some of you are a little bit rusty laughers, but that's okay. Oil, oil, Lord. Oil them jaws. Okay, check out anything in your body. Check your knees. Do something you couldn't do before and see if there's any improvement. Okay. How would you say, would you say that it's exactly the same? Or are you experiencing more mobility, slightly less pain? Okay. Can you notice any difference now? What's important when we're praying for sick, I'm also here equipping, I don't want to be that person, I want us all to be that person, okay? The most important thing with healing is that we make sure that we're monitoring what God is doing, not what's not happening. I prayed for someone in a wheelchair and they did not get up, but I was like, and she was just like, no, I'm not healed. <laughs> and I was like, well, I see that. I said, but can you see any type of difference? Let's see if there's any, she had no feeling in her hands and arms. She's like, oh, wait a minute, the feeling has come back. My hands have been healed, okay? So it's important when people, people are always just going to go, oh, I still can't do this. Oh, listen, now I still got pain. And I'm like, okay, but where was your pain before we prayed and where is it now? Actually, it was at an eight out of 10. Now it's like a three. Now you get excited. She gets more excited. We get more excited. And it just builds the faith in the room. Hallelujah. So that's why I say, is there any type of differences? And if there isn't, that's fine. We pray again. Your knees are feeling the same? Okay, what's happening with your jaw? And now... It's clicking. And what did you say? What else is wrong? Ooh, hello. Okay. So I, I, I fully believe that we need to be in unity about this laughing thing, okay? Just touch your neighbor and say, be loose, okay? Be free. Be happy. Lord, let the joy come in the house. Right now, we should release more. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, check it out. 
now. See if you notice any, any difference. Try it all out again. Body, soul, and spirit. Body, soul, and spirit. Come into alignment. Come into order right now in Jesus' name. Aha. Check out your arm. It's still feeling the same. And have you got, where have we got pain? Oh my words. Okay, Lord, she needs the full Monty, God. All pain and whatever is causing it, iniquity, any infirmity, Father God, we just command perfect healing right now. And we laugh at you, devil. We say, ha, 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 your time is up. You are fired from this body. Complete healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Why don't we have some of the leaders just come and surround her and let's just, just, just whack her. Let's just get her. She needs a full Monty restoration in this body, right? How's that arm feeling? It kind of hurt. It kind of hurt? Yeah. Lord, all pain go right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we speak total healing over this body. We say thank you, Lord, that your word says that this is the day of salvation. Saved, healed, and delivered. That's your plan. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Freedom. Okay, check this. Be healed. Everything come into order. All pain go. Whatever's causing pain has to leave right now. Knees, check your knees. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Is this knee good? Are you sure? Check it out. Check it out. Do some stuff. Hold. Where's that microphone now? She said when she... Sorry, hold up. Tell us again. This leg, I couldn't straighten it completely without it like hurting and bumping back up, but I can straighten it like all the Hallelujah! Um, I'm not sure about What's happening with your shoulder? Lord, for the rest of the body, for the rest of the body, spread like a virus of love in the body, Lord. How's that feeling? It's still like cracking. And- cracking? Okay, but they're going to get you. How long have they, how long have you had this knee? Six years heal. Hallelujah. Okay. Team, get her. Get her, Lord. If you're here today and you're sick in your body, I'm just going to continue for like 10 minutes here and we're going to just release anyone to go home. And if you want to come back tonight, we're just going to pop out miracles, okay? We're going to do an impartation because God says in the book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will receive what? Power to be what? My witnesses. Okay? So I just speak um, I just if you oh go for it, go for it. Yeah. Before we uh yeah. Before we uh continue in prayer and this ministry and then what we're gonna do, we're gonna receive the love offering for Lindy Ann. And so um so 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 uh, let's go ahead and do that. Uh we're just gonna be here for a little while. So if you need prayer, whatever, we're going to pray. If you need to leave, most certainly can do that. And then we'll be coming back tonight at 6 o'clock, okay? So, Father, we thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity to bless, to give, to sow, Lord God, and to Lindy Ann's ministry, Lord Father. We thank you, Lord God, for the, for the, the, the woman that she is, the woman of God that she is, Father, your vessel. And, we, God, we just thank you for blessing right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I want to quickly do a mass prayer. When I was in Botswana, just like two weeks or something before I came, I was there um, during Easter. And the week after, 
And I said, anyone who's sick or needs any kind of healing, and I just want to say today, there's enough to go around. Okay, don't be like, I know that la lady has um, cancer, so I'm just going to let her take all the prayer. Listen, let's just get it on. There's more than enough to go around. So whether it's something you were born with, ach, it's not that bad. Just stand up for it, okay? God paid for every little thing, big, small, good, bad, and ugly, okay? So if you need healing in your body, uh, just stand up for me. Diabetes, it's not yours, okay? It's not yours. Not yours. When I was in Botswana, I said, if you're sick, stand to your feet. More than 60 people stood up, and more than 60 people got healed. In one prayer, I did not lay a hand on a single person. When we said, who still need healing, come to the front and I explain to them, listen, healing isn't when you're like, I believe I'm healed, ow, 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 okay, no, that's not a healing. A healing is when the pain is gone, when something's changed, when heaven has invaded earth, it looks like something, right? You're free to fetch your kids, by the way, if you want, or, or just stay for the prayer, okay. So anyway, when we said, who else still needs healing, like who hasn't received their breakthrough first time like this? Not a single person stood up. Every single person was healed in one prayer. Hallelujah. So Lord, do it again. Do it again. Do it again, God. Right now, in the name of Jesus, just put your hand on the part that needs healing or on your heart or, or you know, whatever. Thank you, Jesus, right now. I speak to every single person in the room. I thank you, Father, that you say that we have the authority to forgive sin. And right now, I speak, I speak forgiveness over you. I just say you're forgiven. The blood of Jesus washes you clean. I speak to every iniquity and infirmity, and I cancel you right now. I rebuke you out of the lives of these people. Any witchcraft, incantation, and spell that has come against you, any weapon formed against you has to go right now. I command deaf ears to open, blind eyes to see, backs to be healed, arthritis take the road. We speak complete healing over everybody here in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Start checking your bodies. Start checking your bodies and see if there's something you can do that you couldn't do before. Start checking and seeing if there's something you could do that you couldn't do before. Make sure to monitor your pain. Who's experiencing any kind of breakthrough? Yay! Who's experiencing 100% breakthrough? Almost 100. Thank you, Lord. 100% healing right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Anyone else? Start checking out your bodies. Lord, we just release your healing angels to touch each person here right now, Father God. Right now, we speak complete healing, complete restoration. And Father God, I just release the faith, the gift of faith in this room right now, Lord. I pray, let heaven come. Let heaven come, Lord. Make all things new. He said you will be a new creation, body, soul, and spirit. So, Lord, we just release total healing in this room. Okay, what's happening with you? You've received a breakthrough here. Come, come, come up. Come up. Let's share some testimonies. If you're noticing any type of change in your body, we're going to share just like a few testimonies. And then I'm going to just... You guys can all take the road and come back tonight, okay? Follow them. Hallelujah. Is there a believer in the house? Let's, let's jump to our feet. Let's really jump to our feet. I'm going to say a prayer for us. But tonight, the fire is going to fall, okay? There's going to be impartation. And I want to share this testimony just to get you hungry. When I was in Germany, 
A man came up to the front. I think I shared this on Friday, but I'm just going to share this again with everyone. This is my favorite because it's one thing for me to look like Jesus almost towards, okay, step one towards Jesus, okay? But it's another thing for us as the bride. I love what Pastor Doug said when he said, um, like when when people come together, right? It's another thing for each and every one of us to walk like Jesus did. Can you imagine if 12 disciples, actually one man pretty much changed the world. His name was Jesus. And if he's inside of us, what can a room like this do? Hallelujah. There's no limit. There's no limitations. Nothing, 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 nothing can stop us if we band it together and believe that Christ in us really is the hope of glory that can change the whole world. Amen. So I was in Germany and this young man comes up and he's, he's like, he got something going on. He comes to the front. He's like, I don't know which mic's on anyway. And, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, this man needs deliverance. You know, I'm like, and, and as he starts speaking to me, he says, actually, I have a lung infection. <laughs> He's got phlegm all over his lung that are like webbed in his whole lung. He's had it for a couple of years. I mean, it's terrible. You can hear it. it sounds like a factory in there. And, and I'm like, God, I speak healing right now in Jesus' name. At the end of the night, I did an impartation that I'm doing tonight. He messaged me a week later on Facebook. He says, um, Dear Lindyanne, I was in your meeting last week. He said, I came up to the front. I had the bad cough. He said, When I left your meeting, I was completely possessed by the Holy Spirit. He said, I have never experienced this before. He'd never prayed for the sick. He didn't have the courage. He, you know, didn't believe whatever it was. He said, I climbed in the car of my flatmate that night who picked me up from church. I said, get out of the car. I'm praying for your back. He said, it's a week later and my flatmate is still healed. Completely healed. The first time he prayed for someone. He got home that night. He said, I went to the bathroom and I started coughing into the toilet for a half hour and all the phlegm came out of my mouth. I was like, dang, Jesus, you're wild. He said, and then God said to him, now go for a run. This must have been like near to midnight. I mean, this could have been anywhere between 10 and midnight because we only finished like around 10. He said, I I was quite tired, but I decided to obey. So he put his running shoes on. He said, I ran further than ever before. So he obviously had like almost asthma because of his thing, you know, out of breath, getting tired all the time. He said, I ran further than ever before and faster. And I wasn't even tired. Hallelujah. He said, but best of all, best of all, Until now, I could never really get into my heart that I was a son. He said, but after that night, I will never doubt again that I am a child of God. Hallelujah. Come on. So, Lord, I bless every single person here, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for metal dissolving, screws dissolving, Father God, that this is just a glimpse. It's such a small glimpse of what you want to do tonight and what you want to do through our lives, Father God, that you are the one that found so much pleasure in crushing your your son so that we could release healing and wholeness, body, soul, and spirit to all those around us. We love you, Jesus. We give you all the honor, all the glory. I bless everyone's afternoon.
Lord, and I pray that you give them strength to return this, this evening with all their sick friends, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray. Hallelujah. Let's just give him praise. Jesus. Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. We magnify your name, Lord, in this city. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Have a lovely afternoon. All right. Tell some love on someone before you leave, okay? God bless you. We'll see you tonight, 6 o'clock.